Good morning, DCN. If you would turn with me in your Bibles this morning, God has led us to a passage in Habakkuk. Habakkuk. I know it's a very interesting name, Habakkuk, but it's at the near to the end of the Old Testament. And if you're using the Bibles that are provided for you, it's on page 929. 929 in the Bibles provided for you. I would like us all to find this passage in Habakkuk chapter 1. And we'll be journeying through uh, this book in the upcoming weeks of Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 1 to 11 is our passage for this morning. If you have found it, please say amen. Amen. Uh, Yes, yes, Cheryl. Chapter 1, verse 1 to 11. Yep, that's good. That's good. We want to be together. And if you are able, would you please rise with me as I read God's holy word? (coughs) The oracle that Habakkuk the prophet received. How long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen, or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed. Injustice never prevails. The wicked hem in the righteous so that justice is perverted. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. I am raising up the Babylonians, that ruthless and impetuous people who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwelling places, not their own. They are a feared and dreaded people. They are a law to themselves and promote their own honor. Their horses are swifter than leopards, fiercer than wolves at dusk. Their cavalry gallops headlong. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like a vulture swooping in to devour. They all come bent on violence. Their hordes advance like a desert wind and gather prisoners like sand. They deride kings and scoff at rulers. They laugh at all fortified cities. They build earthen ramps and capture them. Then they sweep past like the wind and go on. Guilty men whose own strength is their God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. I need you to be with me today because just as Habakkuk is as difficult for us to pronounce, what we have read is also quite difficult to understand. So uh, will you pledge to be with me throughout today's journey? Amen? Amen. Today's title is, When We Cannot See the Whole Picture, Trust God Who Does. And I'm waiting for you to follow. When we cannot see the whole picture, trust God who does. When we cannot see the whole picture, trust God who does. 
That's the message that God has for us this morning through today's passage. I was praying, Lord, we are in a difficult time as a church body. We are in a difficult time as a society. We are in a difficult time as I see the news of people dying, bomb threats coming in from North Korea. I apologize, they're my people. But uh, coming in from the world, there's so much going on in the world. So Lord, where do we turn to in these 66 books of the Holy Bible? And as I was flipping through the pages, as I was kneeling before the cross, the Lord led me to a book called Habakkuk, which I really can't pronounce that well, but it's Habakkuk. Everyone say Habakkuk. Do you know what it means? Well, I found out after I, I knew this was the book we needed to go to. I found out that Habakkuk means to open up your arms and to embrace. And I said, Lord, I need your embrace. Our church, Danvers Church of the Nazarene, needs your embrace today. But not only that, there's another meaning. It's to embrace and to wrestle. Wrestle with the burden that God has. Wrestle and not give up. Do you feel like giving up sometimes? Oh, how many times do we feel like, I've had enough. I'm done. No more. Yet God, through his word, through his prophet, even the, the meaning of his name says to embrace and to wrestle. So I've given him a nickname. Do you want to hear it? Hugs and squeeze. Hugs and squeeze. I've given him a name. Habakkuk is hugs and squeeze. Whenever you hear that name, it's hugs and squeeze. He is hugging, and we are squeezing and leaning in and continuing that mission God has for us. So with that said, I was reading, and, and God has a message, because when we cannot see the whole picture, we need to trust God who does. Maybe some of you have questions this morning, questions about life, questions about church life, questions about the world, questions about my country to the north. When is Kim Jong-un going to fire that rocket to Boston? Well, they're still working on it. Hopefully, they will not be able to do that. You have questions. Well, I thought of some questions myself. Can I share them with you? Why aren't blueberries blue? If superheroes are so smart, why do they wear their undies on the outside? <laughs> it's beyond me. Questions. Uh, and then there's more questions, but uh, just on a more serious note, there's questions like this. Kids, like my son, like Emily, kids in Africa, why do they have to die of starvation? Because they lack nourishment and food and care and love and mercy. <coughs> Let me go a bit further, serious questions. In 1994, the Rwandan genocide killed 800,000 people, of which 300,000 were children. Why could that have to happen? Oh, by the way, 800,000 is almost the population of the North Shore that we are living in massacred. Why do bad things happen to good people? 
Why do good things happen to bad people? What in the world? Questions galore. Do you have questions? I do. And it seems like the prophet Habakkuk. That's good music. <laughs> hugs and squeeze. Hugs and squeeze had some questions. <coughs> and we're going to journey through to see how Habakkuk asks and poses these questions and how God answers. The whole book of Habakkuk, let me quickly do a summary. Chapter 1, well, the first part is a question and answer, mostly a complaint and answer. The second part is another complaint and answer. And the third part is Habakkuk's response. And maybe you've heard of Habakkuk's response. This is a very famous line from Habakkuk. 3.18, 3.17, to uh, 19. This is what he says. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the... Many no's. Lots of no's, right? Yet, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on the heights. He is famous for this. And we will get to it in a couple of weeks. But first, today is the question and answer. <coughs> if you're taking notes, this is the first point. Number one. Habakkuk cannot see the whole picture. Therefore, he asks questions. Do you have questions? As we already know, we all have questions. And when you have questions... God is big enough to field questions. I loved it last week when Kenny, our district superintendent, man of God, he fielded questions. He said, I want to be as transparent with you as I can, so please ask questions. And he did a good job of doing that with grace and mercy and poise. Likewise, our God, he is big enough to field questions. And what does Habakkuk say? Well, he asks three questions. Let's look. Verse 2. How long, O oh Lord? Oh my, how long? This question always comes up. When? When is this going to happen? God, give me patience now. When's this going to happen? But you do not listen. Or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. Another question. Why do you make me look at injustice? Third question. Why do you tolerate wrong? I mean, aren't you a God who is holy and righteous and you are good in everything that you do, but there's so much going on around me that's just so wrong? Let me level with you. Imagine you're in your house, you're having a nice let's say, hot apple cider being a full day, and 10 people just come into your house without warning and say, this is my house. What do you do? Huh? You fight? So it's one on 10? We could fight, yep. Maybe some of you might call the police. Yep. 
call the police or try to grab something to defend yourself, maybe. Make more cider. <laughs> Share Christ with them, you know. I'm not going down that route today. But if they came and said, this is my house, we would say, no, it's, it's not your house. It's where I live. And when you call the police and they, they say to you, well, what's going on? You say, we have intruders. Ten people say they, it's their house. And, and they say, oh, that's fine. Deal with it. How would you feel? Who, who do you call next? Ghostbusters. You know, who, who do you call? I mean, evil is such that there is just no law, no order, lawlessness. That's what's happening in Habakkuk's time in his land of Judah. He's looking around and there's violence, there's rape, there's things that should not be, murder, people taking things from one another, people trying to get on top of each other. There's just mayhem going on and Habakkuk with this heart of a prophet is embracing and also wrestling with the situation. Why Lord? How long Lord? What is going on Lord? And it actually sounds like complaining. Have you ever complained to God? Did you think that was a bit irreverent, so I'm not going to do that? Well, to be honest, I, I've been there with you. What's going on, God? I was just walking, I was doing my thing, and then suddenly you turn me around and you want me to go this way and do this. What's going on, God? What's going on? At one point in time, I used to make... $400 to $500 an hour. I used to teach people one-on-one. -on -one. I used to give seminars and things like that. And then all of a sudden, God turns me around into this missionary. And now I have to uh, try my best to get food on the table for my family. But the thing is, I am not 1%, 0.1% thinking about those days of having much, much more. Do you know why? Because like Habakkuk, I have embraced God's call and I am wrestling because I know there is more. Because when God calls you to a mission, a purpose, and a destiny, this is eternal. This is stuff that rust and dust will not destroy. This means something for the kingdom. So going back to Habakkuk, he's asking these questions. He's asking, Lord, what's going on? And he cannot see the whole picture. But what I love about Habakkuk, hugs and squeeze, is that he has this relationship with God that he's able to be so candid and open and honest, saying, God, how long? I, I don't know. Why is this happening, God? Why do you do this. I don't get it. I don't see the whole picture, God. But this relational aspect, it's something that I want you to note. You have a line of communication with God. You can call out to him. He's listening in. And he wants to answer your prayers, as we'll find out. Let's turn to uh, verse 5. This is where God begins to answer 
the questions. Before we read, have you ever met somebody, you ask them questions and they don't really answer it directly, but they always kind of tell you stories? Okay, maybe it's just me. But God is answering the question, but in his way, which I love, because he sees the whole picture. Listen, verse 5. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. What if I told you that in five years' time, the Danvers Church of the Nazarene will be sending out short-term mission trips, groups, every week? Whoa. What if I told you in 10 years' time, the Danvers Church of the Nazarene will be a mother church to thousands of church plants? I'm getting people scared at this point. (laughs) But what God is saying to Habakkuk is, I'm going to make you utterly amazed because I have something for you. And I believe that message is for us. Because when we cannot see, what we need to do when we can't see the whole picture is to trust God who does. When we cannot see the whole picture of what God is doing, we need to trust in the God who does. And God says, I'm going to make you utterly amazed. Look at the nations and see. Verse 6. I'm going to raise up the Babylonians. That ruthless and impetuous people who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwelling places, not their own. Hold on, God. So Judah is wicked, evil, going against you in every way. But you are raising up more ruthless people? It's like coming out of the frying pan and then going into the fire. It's like, I don't get it, God. So... I think I'm at the end of my rope and nothing can get worse anymore and it gets worse. God's saying it's going to get worse. But he has a plan, you see, because he sees the end from the beginning. That's our God whom we serve. He is the Alpha and Omega, which means the first and the last. And he takes care of everything in between. And that is why when we cannot see the whole picture, we trust God who does. And I love the fact that God answers Habakkuk in a way that is not like a backhand. How dare you ask questions to me? Insolence. You know, God is not like that. God is listening and he wants to answer. He he wants to help us understand that he has a plan. Jeremiah 33, verse 3 says this, Call to me, and I will answer you, and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Call to me, says God, and I will answer you, and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. I don't know about you, But my past couple of weeks has been very tough. (laughs) 
And if you want to talk to me about it, I'm free. I'm available to talk with you. And it seems like I am that person, Habakkuk, asking these questions. How long? Why? And God, in his grace and mercy, is showing me bits and pieces of the puzzle. And with that, there is a hope arising in me that I've never had. And that's a miracle. Because in times of despair, in times of being so down and maybe even to a point of depression, God is raising up hope in me, a measure of hope, giving me things in, in my times of prayer with him that, wow, God, you have a plan. You do see all of the things. And we can trust you. And that's what I am experiencing and journeying through, and that's my encouragement to all of us as we experience life, as we go through this process. The Babylonians were known to be such a ruthless people that they were just the definition of wicked. What do they do? Well, they are a ruthless people, verse 6, an impetuous people, and they seize dwelling places not their own. Just like that illustration I gave you about 10 people coming into your home and saying, this is my home. This is what the Babylonians did. They come into a land and say, this is my land. Verse 7. They are a feared and dreaded people. They are a law to themselves. Wow, a law to themselves. This is like judge dread on steroids, isn't it? Like, I'm the law, you know? I come into your house, this is my house. Well, that's not right, because the law says that I have the deeds for the house, and this is my... No, I am the law. So that doesn't even matter. My goodness. Upside down, upside down. Evil, evil, treacherous things. Verse 8, their horses are swifter than leopards. This, this means that they were very quick to do evil. If they saw something they wanted, they would rush to you and get it from you. Let's say you got the latest iPhone, and it's like the iPhone 66, and then you have it, and you're like, this is mine, and I really like this, and this is so pretty and shiny. And, and they're like, they see it, they want it, they will come to you like a leopard and snatch it out of your hand. And if you say, don't take it, they're like, nope, I'm the law. It's mine. And you have nothing to say about that. Fiercer than wolves at dusk. Do you know what wolves do at dusk? Verse 8, they go hunting. They're hungry. They're going to go after things. They fly like a vulture swooping in to devour. I was, I was with uh, Tom and, and Steve one day. We, we were out and uh, we were spending good time together in the, in, the, in the wild, in nature. And suddenly we hear this hawk. And then we hear a, a squeal. And then we see the hawk go away. Lunchtime. <laughs> Swoops in, grabs the prey, and goes. What if they did that to your children? The Babylonians come into your house, snatch your children, and go. And they sell your kids. That's the kind of ruthlessness, ruthlessness and wickedness that we are seeing through the text. 
O Lord, have mercy. Verse 11, they sweep past like the wind and go on, guilty men whose own strength is their God. There's no more words. The Babylonians are such ruthless and wicked people. But God has a plan. I don't know about you, of how you're feeling today, how you're dealing with some sort of grief, the loss of a loved one. I, I don't know how you're dealing with financial difficulties, your job, your health. It may seem very bleak right now because when we cannot see the whole picture, we trust God who does. God is speaking to us clearly through Habakkuk's question and the Lord's answer today that Romans 8.28 is true. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. It's not your good that he's after. It's his good, which is eventually your good. It's just we don't know it yet. I want to be utterly amazed at what God is going to do through our body. I'm bracing for it. I'm excited for it, and I'm expecting that. Why? Because this is God's church. Why? Because the gates of Hades will not prevail against this church. I have hope rising within me because we have us, our family. We will link arms through the tough times. We will rejoice together. We will mourn together. We will grieve together. And we will continue to praise together as a worshiping community. Because God has a plan. So remember this. When you cannot see the whole picture, trust God who does. When you cannot see the whole picture, trust God who does, who leads us, who guides us to green pastures, for he is our shepherd, and we follow him. Amen. Not to the left, not to the right, but keeping our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And I see Habakkuk, his embrace, his wrestle as a foreshadowing of Jesus himself who embraced a dying world, who wrestled on the cross through the pain, through the tears, through his blood. And now he's wrestling in intercession for each one of you at the right hand of the Father. God is with us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. When you cannot see the whole picture, trust God who does. Father God, we are grateful to proclaim your goodness and to receive and accept your guidance 
For we are a people that are in need of you. And our hearts are restless until we find our rest in you. And 98% of the North Shore needs you at this point in time, God. Help us to wrestle with the burden that you have given us today. And help us to process in a healthy way so that we may be healthy, whole people that will honor you, glorify you, and lift you up higher and higher. How we love you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.